you're listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast, hosted by Zach Bechtold and Matt Franks. If you'd like to learn more about the Bearded Theologians, you can go online at beardedtheologians.com, where we have past podcasts, blogs, and a couple items for sale. So check us out, beardedtheologians.com. Thank you for listening, and enjoy this week's show. You're listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast, hosted by Matt Franks and Zach Bechtold. So this week on the Bearded Theologians, um, we were looking through the lectionary and we stumbled upon the Luke uh, 9 text and we really liked the um, 57 through 62 uh, verses. And so Zach, as we um, start this off, as we kick this off, what are some things that come up for you? Yeah, so there's a ton here in, in Luke chapter 9, 57 through 62, this is the end of the chapter. Uh, As they were going along the road, someone said to him, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said to him, foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the son of man has nowhere to lay his head. What a Jesus thing to say. Um, To another, he said, follow me. But he said, Lord, first let me go and bury my father. But Jesus said to him, let the dead bury their own dead. But But as for you, go and proclaim the kingdom of God. Another said, I will follow you, Lord, but let me first say farewell to those at my home. Jesus said to him, no one who puts a hand on the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom of God. So in this, in this short uh, six verses, um, you have three instances where somebody says, I will follow. Jesus calls them to follow me. And another says, I will follow you. And and, and it's basically these instances where we, that we have, right? Jesus, I'll follow you, or, or I want to follow you, or even we hear the call to follow me. But on the back end of it, there's an excuse. Well, not right now, right? Um, you know, the first one, uh, Jesus, I'll follow you wherever you go. Jesus is giving that warning of understand. Understand that, that, that foxes have holes and, and birds have air and nests, but the son of man has nowhere to lay his head. I I don't have a home. So if you follow me, know that you're not going to have a home. Uh, Understand what it takes. Um, And then the next two are really interesting. Jesus calls one, but he asked, well, let me go, let me go bury my dad. Um, Which if we look in the context of of what's going on here, um, if, if that guy's dad had already been dead, had just died, he wouldn't be here talking to Jesus. He would be tending to the business at home. Um, and so for this guy, mo- most scholars believe um, that this guy's just stalling, that his, his dad's death is pending maybe a few days, maybe a year or two. And he's, he's just saying, look, when, when, when I get this part of my life done, I'll come and follow you. Uh, and the last one's very similar to that of, of, I will follow you, Lord, but let me go home and say bye to everyone. Let me tie up all of my loose ends. Let me, let me leave this way. And Jesus says, no, if, if you're going to follow me, let's go now. And, it, and it's not the insensitivity of, of getting to say bye to people, but it's it, all three of these are the idea of, are you ready to follow me? Um, it takes a lot. It takes a lot of sacrifice. You're going to miss things. Um, you're not going to have a home. You're going to have, it's this life of following me is not easy is really what Jesus is getting at here in, and is wanting these folks to know this is hard to follow me. is not just a happy go lucky sunshines and rainbows. We're going to go heal people and, and change the world, but it's hard. Um, you, you leave some things behind, you miss some stuff and, um, 
it's tough. This, this following Jesus thing is tough. And Jesus wants to be clear of what that is. And so there's a lot there um, for, for, the, for these guys here, but there's a lot there for us, right? I think yeah. we find these same situations in our own lives of trying to follow Jesus. Um, it's almost that, hey, Jesus, I'll follow you, but I'm going to keep my foot in this door. Hey, Jesus, I'm going to follow you, but uh, I don't want to go there. You know, um, in, in, so it's just that, that warning, not a warning, warning is too strong of a word here. I think, I think it's that reality of here's what it takes. And if you're going to follow me, understand that first, or you're about to have a really rude awakening. So I always think of it like, um, one, this is something that maybe they should read at local pastor school. Um, Or in um, seminary or just somewhere. Well, I, I, and, and maybe this is like the introduction of, uh, you know, like when someone has that call to ministry, all right, well, go read Luke, you know, 10, 9, 57 through 62 and, and ask yourself, really, what is the cost of ministry? Because, like, you know, we're in that season right now in the United Methodist Church of, of the pastor, the great pastor shuffle of pastors moving and grouping and all that good stuff. And, uh, um, there are some people that are really excited about new possibilities or some people that are, that are cantankerous or, I mean, and I mean, we can, we can unpack the itinerant system in a whole other podcast, but I think when we think about where Jesus calls us to, you know, we're called to follow him and, and at, all, at all cost. um, that should change our perspective when we think about things like this. Um, and when we think about calls to ministry and we think about those things, because, um, they're not easy. Um, and the struggle is, and I, I was thinking about, um, when we were talking about this at first, I was thinking about like Bonhoeffer, um, and his, um, the idea of costly grace and cheap grace and, um, you know, really what the cost of following Jesus really means. And it's not an easy thing. Um, I think, um, when we really unpack that and we start to see what Jesus really calls us to, it opens our eyes in a way that we would have not thought before it changes our perspective on it. Um, whereas, you know, a lot of times people have good intentions, but they don't realize what the cost of the journey is. Mm-hmm. And, and Jesus is pointing out what the real cost of the journey is. And I liked how you pointed out that if this guy's dad's really dead, he would have been there anyway. If he would have been a good Jew, he would have been there already. There wouldn't, this, the conversation wouldn't have existed. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's a bunch of red, you know, that would be those red flags that when people have that call to ministry and you start helping them, you know, you start asking a couple of questions about their call and, and, and maybe some red flags come up. These, this is a red flag. Like, you know, shouldn't you be doing like what you're supposed to be doing? And, mm-hmm. you know, uh, yeah. What I, what I find interesting about this in Luke, 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 Luke's gospel is written from somebody who comes after, right? Mm-hmm. Somebody who's trying to understand Jesus after Jesus is gone. In this conversation, the cost of discipleship conversation, right? Happens several times in Luke. Um, and it's always a very strong, um, it's just a strong conversation of this is what it's going to take. It happens, happens again in chapter 14 of Luke and, and I mean, basically it says, whoever comes to me and does not hate their father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters. Yes. Even life itself cannot be my disciple. That's a troubling thing for Jesus to say. Um, and, and it's not. Jesus doesn't mean you got to hate these people. Jesus means that you're going to leave them, uh, that, that you're going to go somewhere else, uh, and that you, 
you're going to miss out that that this stuff is hard and and luke focuses on that quite a bit and i think it's just the perspective in which the way the book is written trying to understand what does this mean um what is the cost in in following jesus unfortunately will cost us something in this life maybe Maybe it's our, our social uh, calendar. Uh, maybe it's friends. Maybe it's family. Um, maybe it's life itself, right? Uh, whatever, whatever that may be. And, and it's because of the choices that we make to follow Christ that puts us in different spaces, that puts us in different places, that rubs people the wrong way or, or calls us to go somewhere completely different than we ever thought we would. Um, and, and if we're going to follow Christ, it's hearing that. Uh, hearing where you're calling us to go, whether that's in the pastoral ministry or as a layperson, m- maybe following Jesus changed the trajectory of 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 your profession or or of um, your social dynamics or even of your spiritual dynamics. That maybe you started here in this place, but as you get deeper into it, Christ calls you over here into this different group of people or this different church or this different uh, space. And, and it's not being afraid to leave that behind to go where God's calling us to go, uh, which none of that is ever, ever easy. Um, Please tell me that you were thinking of Rob Bell and, and dust. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, like that, that kind of came up as, as we were reading this. And I was like, wow, you know, I, now Rob Bell's dust episode comes back again to haunt me. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and maybe that's just it, you know, ask yourself, you know, are you truly following Jesus? I mean, I, I know that's like a, one of those like midnight questions, but like ask yourself, how does your life show it? Like, mm-hmm. are you willing to put other things ahead of yourself? Like, you know, like, are we willing to put our schedule ahead of following Jesus? Are we willing to do not do the things that we should be doing because it's mm-hmm. hard or because, you know, we have other things on our schedule. And when we start to think about that, it'll be interesting to see, you know, like, as you reflect on that, what would your life trajectory be? Yeah. Um, and, you know, so I, not, I, okay. Well, it's like maybe not what ifs, but what can't like what can change, you know, like sure. And I, I want to be clear on following Jesus is not being in church every Sunday, right? This is not a conviction that you should be in church every Sunday. <clears throat> not truly, that's not something I um it, I, it's a ministry of presence. Right. Right. To be where you are, be there, right? Um, and and if you're in town where you go to church, go to church, be there, be present there. Um, if you're on vacation or you're seeing kids or grandkids or something, be, be there, right? Um, if you're at your job, be, be there, be present. Um, it's, it's this idea of presence uh, in the presence of God, wherever we are, um, that we recognize where God's calling us to be in those moments. Um, I think too many times that we equate discipleship to just being in the pew on Sunday morning and that's part of it, but there's so much more. You forgot to talk about tithing <laughs> <laughs> and all those um, other things like going and serving admissions. No, I'm just kidding. Right. But no, and yeah. I think that that's right. I think, I think asking yourself where your presence is, but then asking yourself, how does your presence, you know, glorify and magnify Christ. Mm -hmm. I I think that that's a, that's a huge thing. And you know, that's something I've definitely been asking myself a lot lately. How does what I do show that I'm a follower of Jesus Mm -hmm. uh, more, more so than anything. And Mm -hmm. when you start to unpack that, you start to see where, you know, I fall short there and what can I do to better that? And, 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 and leave the dead to bury the dead. Like, I mean, I love that line. Yeah. 
Um, Cause there's some things that we can allow to, to take care of themselves. Like mm-hmm. if we think we have that much of a Godplex that everything is centered around us, then we we've obviously have missed the point. Right. Um, and I think that in our faith, we do that, that thing too. And so, you know, this week, um, pay attention to where you're at and how you're showing uh, Christ and, and see where that leads you. So for the bearded theologians, I'm Matt Franks. I'm Zach Bechtold. Thanks for checking us out. We hope you've enjoyed the conversations that we've had today on the Bearded Theologians Beardcast, and we'd encourage you to continue those conversations online at beardedtheologians.com or on our Facebook page. We also hope that you pick up a couple of coffee mugs to uh, satisfy your coffee mug collection. Have a good day.